Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 2, and I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is a podcast dedicated to all things food, from recipe ideas to interviews with chefs, producers, purveyors, farmers, and people who just love culinary adventures like myself. So join us here on Fridays to explore the world through the lens of food, and together we can share some yummy food, some laughs, and I welcome you here at my table always. And if you're ready, let's go on a food adventure together starting right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is episode 28, season 2. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for being here. If you've been here a while, well, you know I love you and I'm back, baby. So you know what I'm about to say. Don't take notes. I've taken your notes. Go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. And while you're there, stop taking that amazing photography you're seeing because I am a professional food and product photographer. It's what I do for a living. So if you need photos of your food or brands or whatever, cookbooks, magazines, recipes, brands, you name it, I got it. Hit me up. If you've got questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, if you need culinary sleuthing of any kind, send me an email. Let's go on a food adventure in gmail.com. And of course, tag me in your food adventures on Instagram at Let's Go on a Food Adventure. All right, you guys, let's do this. Let's go on a food adventure. I am back, baby. I am back. I feel like it's been forever. Since I did an episode, I don't know the last time I did one. It feels like it's been a solid minute. Um, As you can imagine, it's been a busy month with photography clients. So I apologize, but I am, well, don't apologize for that. I'm fucking pumped about that. But um, I'm back. Here I am. And I've been on the struggle bus because... (laughs) I don't know if you're feeling it, but I think every single thing is in retrograde, whether it's Mercury, uh, a ton of other planets. I mean, like, shit is just going sideways at times. And uh, I finally got things slightly in order here in our house. And uh, meaning, like, our internet was, pardon my language, fucked. And I spent mm, yesterday, like I just finally had enough. It had been like this off and on forever. Um, And by forever, I mean like a couple of weeks. And finally, like things just stopped working. Um, And I just couldn't take it anymore and spent hours, hours yesterday with Verizon here and then hours on the phone with Hulu and trying to just get... You know, you just want to watch TV at night. Like, I just want to sit down and be able to watch some TV and relax and not have to fucking deal with internet shit and streaming problems. (sighs) But enough of that. I got it to work. And it just took, it took a hot minute. Oh, there are some nasty thunderstorms about to roll through. So if you hear any, like, big kabooms out in the world... That's what, that's what it is. It's not, um, I mean, like the skies are black and it is 
8.30 in the morning. Woof, duh. That is not a good sign. Okay, enough about that. Focus. Let's focus. So a um, couple of things to talk about. Uh, number one, I've got something huge, huge, huge coming up um, later this, I, I, I guess it would be like technically late fall, but it's, I would consider it early winter. Um, so stay tuned for that. I have to tease that because it's something I've been keeping a secret now for months and I'm so effing excited to be able to sh finally share this with you guys. Um, so we have a few more weeks to go, but stay tuned. Something big is coming. Ooh, baby. Um, and then a few other things. The, is anyone else watching the chef's table pizza? Oh my God. It's amazing. If you're not watching it, watch it. Um, if you're into this, because watching it, you're going to hear all of her move around for a second. Watching it, it's, it like, did you hear that sigh? That was an Oliver sigh. It's like, it reinstills, you just, you see the passion that, these folks have for what they're doing. And it's so, for me at least, it's so inspiring. It's humbling. It's just the dedication and focus and passion that comes through with each episode. And the cinematography is so, so, so beautiful. The food looks beautiful. The lighting is gorgeous. Um, from a technical standpoint, it is one of the most beautifully shot shows I would all of the chef's table series on, um, TV without question, uh, in my opinion. Um, so if you're not watching it, highly recommend watching it. Please dive into it if it sparks your interest at all. And I cannot stress enough, watch it while eating homemade pizza or you're, or supporting your favorite pizzeria or, or whatever. Um, because <laughs> there's no way you're not going to want pizza after each episode. Like, there's, there's no, there's just no way. So don't torture yourself by not eating pizza while enjoying this show. But um, yeah, I, I find it so beautiful, so inspiring. And even if you're not a huge pizza lover, just if you're a lover of just people who love and are passionate about food, this, it's it's such a good show. Um, The other thing that me and a couple of my girlfriends are doing Feel free to join in and play along and you can see the photos. I'm going to post them. I can post them on both accounts, but I'm definitely posting them on my photography account. Um, and if you want more food photography in your life, follow me uh, at on Instagram at Elizabeth Fuller Photography. Um, and all those links are also on my website, ElizabethRFuller.com. But the, Brit the Great British Bake Off is back, baby. And me and some of my girlfriends decided, because it brings us all so much joy, that uh, we're going to bake along with it. So, <laughs> which is, I'm, I, I enjoy obviously being in the kitchen and cooking and baking and discovering new recipes and challenging myself that way. Um, and this is a fun project that we decided to tackle just because, why not, right? And like, now that the temperatures are a little cooler, I mean, geez, tomorrow here in New England, it's going to be blustery and like in the 50s, which is mind blowing because it feels like 
just a week or two ago, it was in the high 90s and it had been for what felt like, like it literally felt like we were living on the face of the sun for the entire summer. And then all of a sudden now like a light switch flipped and it's like, holy shit, now it's fall. Get your apples because they're going to go. Oh, look there. They're gone, you know, kind of thing. So anyway, we are baking together and I'm so overjoyed and so excited because uh, these gal pals are some of my favorite people in my life. And I love them dearly and any any time and any anything we get to do together, even if we're doing it from afar, uh, it's just fun. It's just fun. And so this week was, well, it aired last Friday and there'll be a new one coming out when this podcast comes out. So stay tuned for what I'm going to bake next week. But um, it was cake week. So it's, it's uh, I think they say it's cast 10. Uh, episode one and uh we decided to do the technical because there was absolutely no way i was going to make a sculpture cake of a fucking house that was the the last challenge and the first challenge was mini cakes which i would we were going to potentially do mini cakes um but we ended up doing the technical just because it seemed a little air quotes easier all three of us picked three different recipes, which was really interesting. And we didn't consult each other ahead of time of what recipes we were going to do. We just went out and picked them. And then we all executed them with all very different results. So I ended up doing Paul Hollywood's recipe from the show. Um, it was a little more technically challenging for me personally um and i did the actual six layered red velvet cake um the frosting was insane it was so so good it was so good it was the base was mascarpone uh cream cheese powdered sugar heavy cream vanilla salts trying to think if there was something else in it that might have been it there was no butter in it I think that was it 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 whipped up so beautifully and you whipped it till you got like stiff peaks with the with the um frosting did I call it dressing no I didn't call it dressing did I call it dressing a minute ago I don't know god I'm losing my mind um the frosting if I called it dressing, I apologize, but I don't think I did. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> the frosting. So it was the 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 only thing in I, I give I can only I can only imagine what it's like to be in the tent baking uh, under such stressful circumstances. Depending on the weather, you're dealing with like either it's really muggy or maybe it's just really cold outside. Like that varies with the baking. And then on top of that, just like the stress of having like cameras on you, uh, the pressure of wanting to do this really good, you know, because you're on not just national TV on a like global platform of what the show is. Right. And then, <laughs> and then you've been like, it's a long filming. Anything is a long day. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, you're on your feet for a huge amount of time and then here you are trying to execute a, a on not a blind bake like you're not going in totally blind but the the directions they give those bakers are so minimal compared to like what you can do in your own home with a big recipe 
And even I had the the large recipe and I'm following it to a T. And even then I was still like, holy shit. My cake ended up coming out great. I, like I said, I followed this to the letter and it worked really well. It tasted really good. The crumb on it was delicious. Um, the frosting was insane. I would have ate it with a spoon just out of the bowl. The uh, only thing was, I don't know how they get them to stand up so straight and perfect. Mine was like <laughs> leaning a little bit to the to the left or to the right, uh, kind of like a little of a leaning tower of pizza. But um, I can imagine like you could support it with wooden dowels or straws or something. I didn't have any of those things uh, readily available to me yesterday. I was just kind of winging it. And uh, I, I just, I, I just give those people so much credit for what they're trying to do on the show. Um, and if you haven't watched the kids version of the Bake Off, the great British baking show, um, they have a kids version that came out, I think it was either in 2021 or 2020, I forget. I think it was 2021. And, uh, it is the most adorable thing on the planet. You laugh, you cry. Um, the, the judges are different. They're so, 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 so sweet. Uh, it, it was, it's such a joy to watch. So if that sparks your interest in any way, you can find it on Netflix. Um, the older episodes of that plus the new season. So if you want to bake along with us, then please do. And if you use the hashtag baking with bake off, uh, I will see it. So please, please, please join us. So anyway, this week, just wanted to update you. I haven't fallen off the map completely. I am here. I have some new episodes coming up for us. Um, I apologize. It was a very busy, I don't apologize, but it was a very busy week for the last few weeks um, in the studio with clients. And uh, yeah, so here I am. Here I am. Don't worry. Uh, let's get into a couple of listener questions. All right. Hold on. That sweet, familiar sound. There we are. Okay. Susan from Instagram writes, I'm in a cooking rut. Girl, I hear you. I need some new recipes. Have you made anything recently that you would recommend? Uh, yeah. Hold on. All right. I got my list going for you, Susan. Um, so... We are approaching one of my favorite seasons, and that is soup season. I love soup. <laughs> I, I wouldn't eat it uh, every day, all day, but man, oh man, do your girl likes some soup. I love some soup. Um, so the first one that I've made, and I made it last week, and I even made it again this week, that's how much I enjoyed this recipe, was from Modern Proper and it's their lentil soup. It's a very simple soup. I used um, the black beluga lentils in it. You can get them pretty much anywhere. I got mine in Whole Foods. You can get them anywhere. I think they are my lentil of choice because in the, especially in a lentil soup because they don't fall apart. The only thing they do do is they make the soup much darker in color than it traditionally would be um, if you used a different lentil. But they, it is such a good soup. The only thing I change with that recipe is that I do not, I'm not a huge fan of veggie broth or veggie stock. I know it's just not, I can't, I haven't found a good one. 
I know I can make it from scratch. I know there's great recipes out there. I know I've eaten great veggie stock recipes. I just have not found one I could buy and or really make the effort at home to make it. So I use my chicken stock in it, but uh, I'm not opposed to chicken stock. So I, I eat kind of everything. Um, but I think it gives great flavor. It's so, 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 so good. Uh, another one that I have made that's been in heavy rotation and I've mentioned it before, but it's worth mentioning again. And that is the pinch of yum butternut squash mac and cheese. It is so good. It's so simple. It's so easy to whip up. I highly recommend it. You can make it vegan and use coconut milk instead of regular milk or whatever thick. You want to have really thick and creamy nut milk if you're going to go that route um, or like a whole fat coconut milk or I just use regular cow's milk in it. Um, it is so good. And the other thing, I mean, if you're going to go vegan with this, I don't know about the cheese, but you want to use like a really nice strong cheese in it because it just rounds out the flavor and you don't want to hide the butternut squash, but it kind of like tucks in and you're like, I don't know, it's there. There's a little sweetness, but I really don't know if it's butternut squash, but my God, is it delicious. It really is so, so, so good. And it's been in heavy rotation in our household for a handful of years now. So I really recommend that. Um, the earlier this week, I made the half-baked harvest butter chicken recipe. If you've never made it, make it. If you are dipping your toe into that flavor profile, um, it's a great way to dip your toe into it. If you love full-blown Indian flavors, Sri Lankan flavors, this is a very um, westernized version of, I don't know, any really good Indian or or Sri Lankan or, you know, cuisine kind of recipe, but it's a way to get your palate um, interested in other flavors. And I highly, 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 highly recommend it um, because I absolutely love Indian food and Sri Lankan food. The, and I'm salivating. The, <laughs> the last one, and I made it last night, I am uh, really into bowls. So if it can be put in a bowl with things on top of it. I'm in like a Buddha bowl, um, you know, a noodle bowl, soup in a bowl. Well, this was from the New York Times. It's, I think, featured. It was featured yesterday. Uh, it might still be featured on their uh, website. It is their roasted mushroom and halloumi green bowl. Very, very, very good. Highly recommend it. And if you live here in New England, there is a creamery called the Narragansett Creamery, especially here in like the southern part of Massachusetts that touches Rhode Island. Their halloumi is so good. Um, find your own brand you really like. I like theirs. It's creamy. It's delicious. It grills up beautifully. Highly recommend it. So a shout out to them. This is not a sponsored post, but I love them. So I hope that helps and sparks your interest for a couple of new recipes. Okay. Hetty from Instagram writes, I know you've answered this before. I think it's been actually many times, but do you have a favorite knife or brand of knives that you really like? Yeah, I do. And I will answer this over and over and over again. Don't you worry. So I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, I think chefs, uh, knives in general um, in the kitchen, culinary knives are a very personal thing. There's a lot of people who stick to a certain brand for certain reasons. They're weighted differently. 
um, the feel in your hand, it just the way that the blade wears. Um, there's a lot of different different reasons why someone gravitates towards a knife or a knife brand. And I really, if you're new to this and you're looking to make an investment, I recommend going to a store to feel knives, to possibly test a few knives out. You can do that at like a Williams-Sonoma. They carry a handful of different brands to get you started. There's also a lot of specialty knife stores. Um, so if you do a little Googling, you will find a good place to get your feet wet, get your hands a little dirty, hopefully not cut in any way, and uh, figure out what works for you. For me, and hopefully I pronounce this right, my favorite brand is Shun, S-H-U-N. I have been using their knives for many years. I, I And I've tried a lot of different brands. I'm not knocking any other brand. They're just my favorite. I love the the feel of them, the weight of them. I love the way they wear. They're uh, really, I think for my usage, the qualities there, uh, my favorite knives. <laughs> I thought about this and I was like, I couldn't do like a desert island and like say like if I was on a desert island, I could only bring two knives with me. What would it be? I can't do that. But I can tell you the knives I use every day. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I use these all the time every day. Number one is a tomato knife. I live and die by a tomato knife. I do eat a lot of tomatoes, especially in tomato season. But the tomato knife, which you don't want to cut anything else with your tomato knife, but if you happen to need to cut like bread or something like that, you can. But really a tomato knife is made for tomatoes. And uh, it is it is a knife that I, like I said, I use mine every single day. I love my tomato knife. I guess I eat tomatoes almost every day. Um, then there is, again, I hope I pronounced this right, Santo, Santoku, Santoku, Santoku. I feel good about this. Santoku. And that's the knife that looks like, hold on, I might have to sneeze. No, I'm good. That's the knife that looks like, uh, it's like wider than a chef's knife. Uh, and it has like these little ridges kind of built into the the main part of the knife, um, these little divots. It is a great all-purpose knife, in my opinion. Uh, it slices, it dices, I feel like a Ron Poupil ad. It, it does everything I need a knife to do. Um, the, I, I do also use a chef's knife. I do also use a utility knife. Um, I, and if you're really gonna get into it, and you're slicing a lot of things like, you know, meat or steaks or chicken or like proteins. A slicer is, it, it, it makes your job so much easier. Um, you know, if you, if you eat a lot of fish and you're boning a ton of fish, then you need a knife for that. Like I would look at what you're normally cooking and doing in your household my guess is that you can get away with probably three knives and that would be like a tomato knife, um, a chef's knife, and maybe one other knife that you really like. Uh, but the, the thing is you need to feel the knife and make sure you feel comfortable holding and using it. And then um, definitely keep it sharp because that will help make the job that the knife is supposed to do so much easier. You can find some local 
person uh, to sharpen your knives for you. I do. And it's a great like old school mom and pop system where you literally put the knives in a lockbox by their driveway at the end of their driveway, text the number on the lockbox and lock it up with a padlock that's in the lockbox. And then the person will text me and say, great, got your knives. Um, I'll text you in a few days when they're ready. And then I go back and pick them up. It is not expensive to get your knives sharpened. It is worth its weight in gold. And um, it really keeps your knives working properly. And then, you know, you can always sharpen them yourself. Um, but I get them professionally sharpened often because I use them so much. So that is my two cents on that. All right. Last listener question of today. Kathleen from Arizona writes, I know from your podcast and your other Instagram, thanks Kathleen, that would be Elizabeth Fuller Photography on Insta, that you take pictures for Cooks Illustrated. What has been some of your favorite recipes you've tried or had there recently and any behind the scenes gossip? Well, Kathleen, there is no gossip. Uh, it is a fabulous organization and I love working for them. So there is absolutely no gossip. I uh, was there. Thank you for saying all those kind words, by the way. I really, I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the podcast. I uh, was there this week and last week shooting for the March-April issue. And it was so fun to see that TV was starting to pick up there again because where we shoot in the photography studio, it's right next to where they film Cook's Country, the TV show, and where they also film America's Test Kitchen, the TV show. And so seeing some of the hosts walking the halls and, you know, I've been a huge fan for so, so long. So um, that's really fun for me. And then uh, I can't talk about what I've eaten there recently because it's all you know, they're testing. There's always food. There's always, it's so, it's exactly what you hope it would be. There's food being tested constantly. We all get to snack on things and give feedback and opinions. Um, It is a beautiful collaborative environment that it it really is. If you think uh, from the TV show, you get kind of an idea of that is that and more. It is a wonderful organization. So, um, I can't talk about what we've been like snacking on and and what they're testing because that's top secret information, but you'll see it in upcoming issues and on their website and definitely on the TV show. Um, But from the most recent issue that came out, there is the the September, October issue is out now and um, hopefully everyone has it. And if you don't have it, go grab it or order it online and it'll come. I have made this recipe now three times. I had it on set when we shot it back in, I think we shot this back in April. And now I've made it at home a handful of times. The And I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. But the spaghetti assassina. Oh, oh, it is so fucking good. It is so good. It is tr- a little tricky. Uh and it takes time. It's like if spaghetti and risotto for like a cooking method had a baby, this is that. Like you are cooking the dried pasta in the sauce slowly, slowly, and it gets so flavored within every ounce of that noodle. Oh my God, it is so fucking good. Again, this is a recipe, follow it. 
follow it to the letter. Um, Steve Dunn wrote it. It is a fantastic recipe. Big shout out to him. Love him. He makes some great recipes. And um, yeah, it is so, so good. Me and my art director, Jay, he's also <laughs> made it at home a handful of times. And we talk about it when we come back on set. I'm like, did you make the spaghetti again? He's like, I did. Did you? I'm like, yeah, I did. Um, it's really, 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 really good. So that is in this issue right now. Highly recommend it. Uh, you can also look it up online. It might be if you go to their Instagram Um they do have some recipes that are in front of the paywall and that might be one of them. So check that out. There is another recipe from the September, October issue and it's like this sweet and spicy cherry pepper halloumi bite. If you're having happy hour drinks or just want something to snack on before dinner or whatever, it is so yummy. Um, and again, I really love the Narragansett Creamery uh halloumi so good shout out to them again and this is a great recipe to highlight that it's a little sweet it's a little spicy uh it's a little bit of delicious and it goes great with cocktails and then lastly this recipe is coming out in the next issue november december which should be out towards the mid to end of october so keep your eyes out for that um i'm not going to get into the recipe i'm just going to say that the turkey recipe from that issue is so effing good. Um, there's a great method that is described. Make it. Do it. It's delicious. So keep your eye out for that. And uh, thanks again for the for the kind words and the, you know, the, the love. I totally, totally, totally appreciate that. And, and I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, my lovelies, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I will be back next week with another full episode with a super fun guest. So stay tuned next Friday. And of course, go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. And if you have questions, send me an email. Let's go on a food adventure, gmail.com. And go over to my Instagram, tag me. I love seeing what you're doing at let's go on a food adventure. And of course, more photography, no problem. Elizabeth Fuller Photography on Insta as well. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on this season two journey with me. It's, it's fun. I love you. I adore you. So go out there, make some yummy food together, lead with kindness, and I'll see you next Friday. Bye.